The Human Podcast features weekly service audio from the Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation of Roswell, Georgia. Please visit us at human.org. Thanks, John. Jethro Tull doesn't get the love that he really deserves these days. So thanks for digging one out from the old days. So good morning, Ewan. So I'm David Kroeber. I'm a member of this congregation. And so on behalf of our service leaders for today, Donna Melcher and John Pruitt, uh, the Reverend Dave Dunn, who as on his final week of leave, I think we may see him around today, but he'll be back next week. Um, our Director of Religious Exploration, Lexi Taney-Brown, who is out on maternity leave with her new baby. Uh, we have special musical guests today, Jonna, filling in for our music director, Alex Peach, and my fellow worship associates. So on behalf of all these good people, I welcome you to the uh, Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation, which we lovingly call human. No matter who you are, who you love, or where you are on your spiritual journey, you are welcome here. And I neglected to acknowledge our outstanding tech team that is in the back making our live stream possible today. Yeah. So today is the, uh, the final weekend of our summer lineup uh, while Reverend Dave has been on study leave. Uh, so we've had a great uh, series of guest messages and uh, we're gonna wrap that up in a good way today with, with John and Donna. Uh, so next Sunday, uh, Reverend Dave will be back in the pulpit, and we're going to have our annual in-gathering water communion service. Uh, so in order to participate in the ritual, please bring some water to share. This could be something from a special place, uh, maybe a vacation, could be tap water, could be something that has any sort of significance uh, for you. And what we'll do in the ceremony is we mingle those waters together and then uh, later on, the, the water will be sterilized, and we use that for other ceremonies, uh, children's dedications, and things like that. So you're uh, welcome to bring a contribution for that next Sunday. Uh, another quick announcement, the uh, August issue of Human Times is in production. Uh, if you do have anything you want to submit to that, the deadline uh, for the August issue is tomorrow. You can send that to Becky at newsletter at human.org. And if you have any celebrations for the month of uh, August, uh, send those to Mark Sewell at membership-tech at human.org. So uh, many of you have probably noticed we have a lending library out here on the, the front veranda. And I uh, want to give a big thank you to John Burkhart, his family, and the Earth Ministry. They have uh, freshened it up. It is now back open for use. Uh, John has placed a few books in there, but if you have a book or two that you would like to contribute to the lending library, please feel to bring that in and, and load it into the, the box out there. Uh, religious exploration for our youth is starting back up in two weeks, uh, so on August 13th. Thanks to all of those uh, of you who have signed up to volunteer to spend time with our children this year. Uh, as a reminder, the teacher and volunteer training is going to be today after the service uh, at, uh, from 11 to 1 over here in uh, Discovery Hall. Discovery Hall. Thank you. Fellowship Hall, Discovery Hall. So over in this other building. We come together today 
in the spirit of the glorious trickster to remind us that things are not always as they seem. We seek to understand this sacred humor and respect and honor each other and our journey together. Now we're gonna light our chalice together. Um, all right, so let's read it together if we will. May this flame remind us of the truth to which we each bring our perspective. May we be humbled by the times we have considered these two the same. Raven is gathering sticks for their nest and is so aggravated with dog for making so much noise. Then Raven becomes curious, and I don't mean just a little. Caw, caw, what is making dog bark? Who is making that dog bark? I have no idea. Raven's curiosity becomes overwhelming. A deep, deep hunger, you could say. Something they could not ignore. Raven decides to ask Owl, the wise one. Owl was still recovering from being hit by a car. So Raven flies quietly onto a branch next to them. Brother Raven, what can I do for you? Caw, hello, Owl. Dog is barking incessantly. Why is he barking? I really don't know, Raven. And there are things I wonder too. For example, where is human going rushing with all these cars? And why are they clearing the forest to grow food? This is unbalanced. Every population has natural limits. You could say, I am hungry too with curiosity. If you can help me find the answers to those questions, let me know. As to your question, Maybe ask Monkey. Caw, good idea. Thank you, Owl. I hope you recover well. Bye-bye. And Raven traveled to find Monkey in the jungle. Caw, caw, Monkey, Monkey, there you are. Can you help me figure out why Dog is barking? <laughs> Dear Raven Brother, my mother was just captured and I don't think I will see her again. I'm grieving now and cannot help. While you are finding your questions, while you're finding your questions, I have something I'm so curious about also. Why is human cutting down the jungle? Where will we live? 
If you find the answer to that question, let me know. As for your hunger to know about dog, try raven. I'm um, try dolphin. Caw. Okay, thanks anyway. I hope you feel better. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, monkey. And Raven went down to the ocean and waited for Dolphin. Dolphin arrives looking tired. All day yesterday, I was untangling my baby from plastic netting. Thank heaven they're all free. They only lost one fin. By the way, Raven, I have already considered your question as wind brought it to me. Frankly, I do not know. And I have some questions of my own. What is causing human to put all those plastics in the water? Why are some of our relatives in tanks? We are grateful for this when we are injured. Otherwise, we are unhappy about it. I am so very curious about these things. If you can help me find the answers, let me know. Did you ask dog? Ah, hmm. Thank you, Dolphin. I am glad your baby is okay. Bye-bye. And so Raven is reluctantly ready to go back to his nest. Their curiosity has actually quadrupled. As they near home, you can still hear barking. Raven flies to dog and drops to the ground beside them. Dog, dog, what is causing all this barking? I've asked owl and monkey and dolphin, and no one can tell me. Raven. I thought you would never ask. Hurry, hurry, your nest tree is on fire. Caw, caw, oh no, thanks dog, I'm going home, hurry now. The end. I want to thank you all for the opportunity to speak with you today. I'm standing in front of Brewster's ice cream counter window on a hot afternoon. I want a cup of mint chocolate ice cream. Now my question is, one scoop or two? We have these decision points with food every day because hunger, including emotional hunger, is a seriously big part of the human condition. What is enough ice cream to make me feel satiated?
Or what is enough to make me feel good? Or what is enough blank to make me feel blank? This is an eternal question. Today I have three ideas to share about Trickster. First, in all the Trickster stories from every culture, Trickster is hungry for something, and he awaits us at a crossroads or decision points. They are doing unpredictable, ill-advised things which cause chaos, destruction, and confusion, all on the way to satisfying their hunger. Over the past few years, especially with COVID, the trickster energies in this already complicated world have exploded. The many, many difficult decision points, hungers for money, safety, knowledge, were a perfect place for trickster to twist things up. And even without a pandemic, a difficult decision point or boundary is such a commonplace in our lives. A metaphorical cairn, a heap of rocks, is there just taunting us with questions of which way to go. In fact, the name Hermes, the great Greek trickster, actually means he of the stone heap. We all know this place of choice and have our patterned ways of dealing with it. If we tend to overanalyze and delay in a critical moment, what often falls is being mired in confusion or doubt or trying to get someone else to make the decision or just never deciding and losing the benefits that a decision might have offered. If we tend to make rash decisions, what follows could be, well, tricky or worse. I'm pretty sure Raven would have been better served by taking a bit more time to think before making the decision to race away from dog. This place, or any boundary, between one state and the next is the home of all tricksters across all mythologies. Second, trickster has been present since time immemorial. Our long ago ancestors told stories about this. Raven and coyote were favorites of the native cultures in the US. Mercury of the Romans and the now Marvel popular Loki of the Norse mythologies, Lug, the Celtic god, the crow of the Aboriginal Australian peoples, the West African spider, Anansi, and Inuit, Amuk, Krishna, the Hindu butter thief, Nazareddin Hojak, the Muslim, and the snake of Christians. Trickster is also called out as a major human archetype in Carl Jung's psychology. 
He appears as the joker on our deck of cards <laughs> or in our lives, <laughs> always with special powers. And in any deck of tarot cards, you will always find the trickster character. On the way from one place to another, one state to another, driven by hungers, trickster energy is with us. It causes questions about good and evil, what is the best way to proceed, or what to believe in. It wants to test the boundaries to see what it can get away with. It shocks and surprises and overwhelms us and changes us. Trickster energy right now is also presenting us with some big questions. Personally, I can't even keep up with the knowledge I need to decide on some things. So sometimes I just don't decide. This is one of my coping mechanisms. Many people choose to take another path or make a quick or underanalyzed choice. This can happen simply because they are too overloaded and that is their coping mechanism. For our younger ones, the speed at which decisions are needed is exploding. Regarding truth, what is truth anyway, and where does it reside? We have yet to figure out or to admit some truths about ourselves, and it only gets more difficult when we venture outside to the world. Right now, trust in a stable, reliable future is absent. This is very much like what happens in a war, and I dare say we are in a war with Trickster. I'm sorry to say, I don't know if we're winning. And there is always a place for hope. It's no wonder, though, that we are confused and polarized about so many things. How many of you remember the first time that you were fooled by the internet? The very first time. For me, it came with a very official-looking Facebook post saying that the AMA was now requiring that before a doctor prescribed antidepressants, a person must take a six-week dance class of their choice. I thought this was a great idea, and I wanted to believe it. Well... I guess now it seems pretty naive. And that was years ago. Now it is easy to deceive with photoshopped pictures and deep fake videos that lead us astray. The trickster's signature is everywhere, which also makes it fairly invisible. It's just the way things are. Third, Trickster energy comes and goes in ourselves, our relationships, and in the world. It is usually experienced as confusion, indecision, and doubt, or ridiculous, unexpected, or unpredictable results. 
It passes through momentarily or stays a while or even takes up residence in a culture like ours or in a place and time in our world when conditions are ripe, like now. It can be anywhere humans might be. It is also deeply embedded in our world, our systems, our cultures, and philosophies. The archetypal trickster is also adept at moving between the seen and the unseen, the living and the dead, the so-called good and the so-called bad. They are always on the move. Trickster brings twists and trouble, which ironically can actually give the world ways to think about difficult or taboo topics by disrupting the status quo. Can you imagine something that would disrupt the status quo here at Human? Now, some of you are thinking, how funny. Others, what is he up to? Or what's next? Or how dare he? Even with their mischief, trickster brings goodness into the world with their gifts from the gods. For example, Prometheus bringing fire to the humans. There's always some cost or unexpected circumstances. Trickster displays cunning, irrational thinking, humor, and unpredictability. They are free from the confines of what we call polite society. <laughs> they will break rules <laughs> to get what they want, and they are masters of disguise. A trickster can openly question or mock authority or even the gods, but usually in service of meeting their own needs or hungers of some type. Their redeeming quality is that in all trickster stories, there is some sacred lesson or learning purpose. The overall picture of trickster is neither good nor bad. They stand at the very points where you choose between what enlivens you and what does not. Trickster is one of our best teachers, and I dare say life wouldn't be normal without them. Think about it. Hungers and decision points do make this world go round. And you might agree that as a human race, we are hungry and we have some decisions to make. Now, if you're still with me, I have three suggestions about how to make the best of this driving force. One, we must learn to balance our hungers. What we see now is an accumulation of our hungers and decisions not made in the world, multiplied umpteen times by complexities of our modern society on our global stage, driven by capitalism, overindulgence, and greedy, unconscious earth extraction, we cannot escape the results of our behaviors any longer. Do we need a more luxurious car? Do we need our 50th pair of shoes? Guilty. Or that second sandwich? Or the new book 
that you will probably never read? Do we need that you fill in the blank? We experience trickster energy on TV, radio, publications, and online, especially concerning politics. Included in the mix are past trickster shockwaves that are still playing out, big and little, connected with native genocide, slavery, the 2008 housing crisis, environmental disasters, COVID trauma, or you name the world shockwave of your choice. Some of these will play out in decades, some centuries or more. In the Algonquin tradition, there is a story about a monster called Wendigo. He is a howling, insatiable cannibal that lurks in the forest and eats children that wander too far from home. The more he eats, the hungrier he gets. He must do endless and escalating violence to feed his hunger. Wendigo used to be human, but he got too selfish. He stopped thinking about others and only thought about himself and his own hungers. It got so bad that the village banished him to the forest where he became a cannibal. No one wants to be Wendigo or to be eaten by them. Children learn to care for others and come home at dusk. In our Western tradition, I think our movies are the closest we would come to that message. Like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where greedy boys get drowned in chocolate. Or the more recent Avatar, where hunger for resources devastates yet another indigenous community. Still, in our culture, what I think comes through louder and clearer for most is more is better, be popular, don't get left behind or missed out with little regard for how this affects others across our communities and our world. Balancing or taming our hungers is necessary to reduce the drain we are having on this earth and it puts trickster energy in its place. After a while, Trickster becomes invisible. That's just the way it is, except it's not because we can change things. A practical place to start is exploring hunger. What do we know so far about our hunger for food? When do we feel it? What does it feel like when we are satiated? Is there a signal for this? What does it feel like when we are overfull? What strategies can we use when we are full and yet still want to eat? What are other types of needs and wants you have and how are they satisfied? When hunger for a basic need is satisfied, we sometimes keep acquiring because we want. It is the wants that we need to put some governors on. I had a Lakota visitor come and visit me for a while, stay with me for a while, a number of years ago. And when I welcomed him into my home, I could tell he had never been in a place like it. I have a nice, but not fancy, three bedroom, three bath condo with about 1,800 feet of space. 
Over the time he stayed with me, we got into some conversations about culture. And I told him that I struggled with the wants to get a new, bigger house on the one hand, and the feeling that I had enough and that I needed to just stop with this idea of upgrading my home. He looked at me for a minute, then said, this is a very good place to stop. That moment rings in my head quite frequently and puts a lot of my wants to bed. Let us all know for ourselves how we put our wants to bed. Even the raven in our story is tricked by his own hunger for knowledge, and now their tree is burned down. When we overconsume food, we have a very easy and tangible way of figuring that out on a scale. How do we figure this out for other hungers, like the hunger for material goods, or connection, or gambling? By learning more about our hungers, we can see how these hungers drive our behaviors, sometimes with unpleasant results, or when played collectively on a world scale with catastrophic results. Second suggestion, we must think more critically and develop our trust, develop and trust our intuition and inner knowing. I was talking to Don Gro I was talking to Don Gross, one of our human elders, and he was passionately telling me what he tells his grandchildren, his granddaughters about this changing and dangerous world that we are in today. He says, focus on critical thinking to be able to tell what is the truth and be careful about how much time is spent connected to a device instead of the physical things of this planet. With all the distortion, half-truths, and straight-out lies that we find online today, it is imperative that we take additional actions to ground ourselves in reality and facts. And I'm sure everyone in here has come up with strategies of fettering out facts, and yet, we may have our own blind spots and echo chambers. According to mindtools.com, we need to ask who said it, what is the source of the information, and what are their biases, what is the evidence, and do you want to believe it? If a story causes you to feel happy and you want to believe it, like my mandatory dance lessons, that is a red flag, and make sure you look to see who else is reporting it. Three, we make the best decisions we can in a timely manner and surround ourselves with good community. When decisions take too long, confusion can gather. The trickster energy and all the doubts multiply, and eventually you want to disregard there's even a decision to be made. It goes on the back burner, even though it can cause significant damage to relationship, process, or product, or environment. It festers. In the corporate world, John and I have seen this happen many, many times. A vision and goals help one move directly through decision points, just like an agreed-upon project scope moves us through projects. 
Having a vision and goals will result in less confusion and doubt and less time spent in the crossroads for Trickster to trip us up. Once a decision has been made, John has told me many times, you don't look back. Otherwise, you will put yourself right back into Trickster's crosshairs. If the decision was wrong, another decision point will come. In the meanwhile, you are in the flow of life where joy is to be found. Trickster is at bay. In our human community, we are there for one another. In our care circles and small groups, and human elders have taken a pledge to encourage and support younger ones when needed. This is a good thing when life seems tricky. Sometimes trickster energy comes embodied strongly in a person in our orbit. So a few other strategies are necessary. Be more cautious with strangers and be mindful and aware so you can spot potential trickster behaviors Set personal boundaries and protect them. Stay grounded and centered by practicing meditation. Avoiding gossip and drama will also keep us away from a lot of trickster energy. Finally, when I think of our beloved community, I think it's important that we study the trickster archetype together. Just like other faith denominations and cultures, Unitarian Universalists in general and human can benefit from more mastery of the mythos of the trickster and a study of all archetypal energies for that matter. We need real stories about these characters that reflect our values so that we can see how they can help us. I believe our mission to transform the world always begins with the transformation of our inner world where else to dance with the trickster energy and learn from it well, except inside ourselves and inside our faith denomination to shake up the status quo, to make holy mischief, and to experience more joy. By the way, I decided quickly to get the two scoops of mint chocolate ice cream and I never looked back. And now we're going to extinguish our chalice for real. Yeah. So please join me in, in reading uh, our, our closing here. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. Okay, trickster. Why do you keep blowing out the candle? I was ready for coffee and conversation. <laughs> The Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation of Roswell, Georgia, thanks you for listening to the Human Podcast. 
Background music, courtesy of Tim Moore from Pixabay. <laughs>